This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast brought to you by the Engineering Management Institute, where we focus on helping engineers and technical professionals become effective managers and powerful leaders. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. All right, we're going to go old school on today's episode and go back to answering some questions that have come in from some of our subscribers and followers. I love these episodes because this is where the podcast was really born out of trying to answer questions from engineers and technical professionals trying to succeed. The questions today have come from engineers in different disciplines, chemical, civil, mechanical, Some of the topics we'll cover is someone who's interested in making a career shift, someone wants to improve communication skills, improve speaking skills, and also avoid being classified as overqualified. If uh, my voice sounds a little different, it's not because I'm using any different equipment, it's because I have a little bit of a cold, which I think is probably commonplace this time of year in northeastern U.S., We're going to jump into this one pretty quickly, but before we do, I just want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Please listen up later on in this podcast for my advice on how to advance your career in 2018. I'll be sharing info on where to find practical tips and time-tested resources for your licensure exam, including an exclusive 20% discount available only to our listeners. So don't miss that. I also want to mention our Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop. I can't tell you how many engineers keep sending me questions like, how do I improve my communication skills? How do I get on the fast track to become a manager? How do I improve my managerial skills? How do I get better at networking, right? Well, we've created this online course to make it easy for you to develop all of these skills. It's called the Engineering Management Accelerator. All of the details are at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer, the word two, T-O, manager.com. Our next session starts in about a month, April 23rd, and there's time for you still to register. We recently revamped the program and we have an individual track as opposed to just a corporate track. So our options are if you're a corporate team, you can enroll as a corporation, four to five people to work on a team. But if you're an individual, you're just listening to the podcast and you want to improve, We have a professional and a professional plus track, which means you're going to get access to the five live skill building courses on many of the skills I mentioned previously. You're going to get to work on those. You're going to get mini assignments with each session, and you'll be prompted to take action on those assignments over the five weeks, which this can all be done in a couple hours a week. And then at the end, you'll have the option to jump into a group coaching call to discuss your results, the actions you took, the successes you've had, and even maybe some of the challenges you're still dealing with these skills. And then after that, we will send a note to your supervisor letting him or her know that you've completed the course and that will for sure show them that you are determined and dedicated to being a successful engineering manager. So again, check out the details at engineer2tomanager.com. Next session starts April 23rd. All right, now I want to give you a quote to bring us into the main portion of the episode where I'm going to start to answer these questions from our listeners. The quote's from Henry Cloud, the best way to advance in a career is to get great results while working with people. Let's jump right in here. First question comes from Natalie. Hello, my name is Natalie and I'm a mechanical engineer and a recent graduate in the Eastern United States. I'm six months into my first job as an HVAC designer. 
Congratulations, Natalie. I'm very interested in sustainable design and high-performing buildings, but I'm not sure the best way to get myself onto these types of projects. I want to set myself apart from other entry-level engineers, but I'm still learning the industry. How can I stand out and what can I do to work on these types of projects? All right, Natalie. Well, first of all, I congratulate you for being so aware of what you want to work on at such a young stage of your career. Sometimes it takes, forget about engineers, just anyone, years to figure out what they actually want to do and what they actually enjoy doing. So I commend you for that. First of all, the easiest place to start, if you're thinking about kind of the low-hanging fruit, is to, if your company works on these type of projects, ask them if you can be involved with them, right? I mean, that's just the easiest way to go. Since you're working there, they might have access to these projects and they may be able to somehow roll you into them at whatever level they're comfortable and you're comfortable with at this point. However, if your company does not work on these types of projects, I'd hate to recommend moving to a different company at this early stage of your career, but if that's where you definitely want to be, then you really should try to find a company that does that type of work. And you've only been six months into this job, so maybe you take six months to look and then you don't move until a year in. And if you have any issues explaining that to future companies, the explanation would be that in the first year of my career, I realized what I wanted to do and I made the move accordingly. Secondly, what I would say to do is build the skills, the credentials, and the expertise that people who work on these types of projects possess, whether that's taking courses to get those skills, reading books, obtaining credentials. That's a really a big one. If you know that in order to be involved with these high-performing buildings, you need to have some kind of certificate or credential, whether it's lead or whatever the case may be, go and get that at all costs. It's only going to help you when you're making this transition and when you're getting onto these types of projects. You can also start to build expertise publicly. So if you're taking courses about certain high-performing building codes and guidelines, write articles about the guidelines and post them on LinkedIn on your profile. So again, you're starting to build up expertise in that field. And so if you do start to find companies that are interested, they can start looking at your profile and say, wow, she's really interested in this. She's learning about it. She's got a credential. This is someone that we want to have on our team. All right. So let me recap that. First of all, if your company's working on the projects, let them know that you'd love to be involved with them. If your company's not, consider taking some time very methodically and finding companies that are and trying to start reaching out to them. And then take courses, read books, get credentials, all focused around high-performing buildings and start to build an expertise in that field. And if you go to our podcast page, you will find there's actually several episodes that we've done on building expertise, which I think is important for anybody for sure in their careers. But we have had some very specific content on. So just type expert in the search engine. One of my favorite episodes was episode number 53 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, The Importance of Becoming a Visible Expert as an Engineer with Sylvia Montgomery. All right, next question comes from Flora. I'm a civil engineer and an avid listener of your podcast. I've recently decided to look for new work opportunities in Australia, and I'm leaning towards getting a more technical role in the future and eventually into sales procurement, and or managerial roles. However, having based most of my experience in Taiwan and mostly with less technically heavy work in the consultancy world, I am unsure about how to highlight my experience to make sure my CV and cover letters stand out to the recruiters. I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Thanks in advance. All right, Flora, thanks for being an avid listener of the podcast. I appreciate that. 
it sounds to me like your technical experience is lighter than you'd like it to be and you want to increase it. So my immediate recommendation is to look for any wins that you have had with your technical experience and on your technical projects and accentuate them on the resume and on the cover letter. Accentuate any programs or softwares that you know and that you can use in your technical design efforts. Even if you've only worked for a couple of years on technical items, you still may have done some things that are really worthy of talking about. You may just have to accentuate them since you don't have a lot of experience to line up on your resume. I would also recommend emphasizing any intangibles like field experience, which sometimes is hard to measure, but try to emphasize the value of the experience you had in Taiwan that will then contribute to making you a better designer because you have that experience, right? And that may even make you more valuable than someone who has more experience in design, but less field. And I'll give you my own example. And this is in the forefront of my mind right now, because I actually just posted recently on LinkedIn, a photo of myself when I was in college as an intern working in the field as a surveyor with a civil engineering company, as I was kind of aspiring and progressing towards becoming a licensed professional civil engineer. And I got to tell you, when I first started as a surveyor, I didn't like it. I didn't like going out in the hot summer, in the weather. I was kind of like disgusting some days. And I was walking around holding this rod and I keep asking myself, what does this have to do with engineering at all? But of course, through that experience, I realized that that was a critical component of civil engineering because I was gathering data and I was seeing how things were actually being built. And it actually made me a much better designer than I would say a lot of people are because I had that experience. So think about how you can accentuate some of those intangibles and really play up the technical experience that you do have and make that very clear on your resumes and on your cover letters. Thanks, Flora. All right. So we got two more questions here and they're both somewhat similar in nature, but they are different. So I'm going to take them both separately. The first one comes from Taylor. I'm a sophomore chemical engineering student. I'm at age 27. I'm looking to enhance my communication and soft skills to stand out to employers in my search for an internship and for major success in my career overall. Do you offer a program providing help of this kind? All right, Taylor, I think it's great that you are looking to enhance these skills this early on in your career as a student. I think that's phenomenal. And the answer to this question will be helpful to anyone from a student to a very experienced engineering professional. So right off the bat, we have programs like the Engineering Management Accelerator that I mentioned earlier, which is probably a little bit more focused for engineers that are out in the workforce. But a couple things that I'll give you immediately that you can do to make an impact is and I feel like I've repeated this over and over on the podcast, but buy today, go and buy the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And you're probably a busy student, so buy it on Audible or buy it the audio version and just listen to it over and over. If I look back on all the things I've done to improve my communication and conversational skills, that one easily jumps out over and over and over. And I still listen to it every opportunity that I can. So that's a no brainer. The second thing you might consider, which they probably have on your campus, is a Toastmasters group. If you haven't heard of Toastmasters before, and I know I've mentioned it many times on the podcast, it's a nonprofit organization, international organization. They have chapters all over the world, and they literally help you become a better speaker and a more confident professional. They give you a book with 10 speeches in it. You give those 10 speeches in front of a room of very supportive people at your own pace, whether it's one every quarter, one every six months, one every month, whatever you'd like to do. But if you do those two things, Taylor, your skill sets will jump through the roof. And of course, there's other books on communication skills. We've got tons of podcast episodes 
We have categories on the website. If you go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, click on content, and then in the right sidebar, just type communications. You will find several episodes that we've done on communications that you can listen to at your own leisure, really, and just learn and continue to learn and keep trying and implementing different things because that's how you learn and that's how you get better at these skills is you absolutely have to practice them. And that's a really big key. All right. So I hope you found that to be helpful, Taylor. And I thank you for listening to the podcast and for taking the time to submit. All right. Next question. This is the last one in this segment that I'm going to take the final one in the take action today segment, which was focused on the being overqualified. But this next question comes from Daisy. She's a young project engineer in Las Vegas. And she says, my question is, what resources do you advise to improve public speaking? Maybe a general list of must-read books for engineers wanting to grow in the profession. Thanks. All right, Daisy. So a couple things I can give you here. So Toastmasters, I just spoke about on the last question, definitely join Toastmasters. That's an easy way to increase your or improve your public speaking skills. Couple of books I can give you right off the bat. Speak to Win by Brian Tracy is really more catered for professional speakers, but it's worth a listen to if you have a couple of hours commute or you can listen over the course of a month. Really good tips for how to deliver powerful presentations. Also, there is a great book called Slide Rules, which is how to create better technical presentations for engineering professionals. And we actually had the author on episode 167 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast just recently. Definitely listen to that episode. She gives some great points on the actual presentation side of it. I'll also recommend my own book, Engineer Your Own Success, because you asked for kind of a comprehensive book for engineers wanting to grow in the profession. You could check it out. I think I've tried to be comprehensive in that book and touch all these different skill sets for engineers specifically. And then I'll mention a couple of courses that might be helpful. Dale Carnegie has a lot of courses. The Dale Carnegie, I think it's the Dale Carnegie Institute. They have several courses for public speaking. And we have the Engineering Management Accelerator that I mentioned before, Engineer TO Manager, Engineer2Manager.com. Next session starting in April. And I guarantee you right now, if you take that course, you're going to improve skills. And if you don't, we'll refund your money 100%. So I know I just unloaded a lot of resources on you there, Daisy, but great question. And again, I always tell engineers, if you pick one skill to improve, that's going to give you probably the most return on investment in your career. It's definitely your public speaking skills for so many reasons. So you are on the right track. All right. So now I'm going to jump into our take action today segment to wrap this one up and answer one more question from a gentleman named Steven, who's really concerned about lost potential in his career and this idea of potentially coming off as too overqualified. So I'll be right back. All right, it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. And as I mentioned, I'm going to answer this one last question. But before I do that, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Do you want to advance in your career but not sure where to start? All of us have been there at one point. One surefire way to grow in your profession is to get your engineering license. The best place to gather info on licensure and pick from multiple review options is ppi2pass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. Visit ppi2pass.com to learn how you can start preparing for your exam right away and take one step closer to career advancement. That's ppi2pass.com. 
For a little extra encouragement, I have a 20% off promo code available to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code TECC8 on PPI's website for an exclusive 20% discount. Again, that's promo code TECC8, which stands for The Engineering Career Coach and the number 8 to get your 20% discount. Here's the last question that came in from a listener that we're going to answer today. My name is Steven. I'm a mechanical engineer with a graduate degree the University of Arizona. I've worked in the telescope industry for the past 14 years and landed a senior engineering management position at a world-renowned scientific corporation at the age of 30. Now, at this time, eight years later, I feel the strong need to move into a field where I can make a bigger contribution to society. Robotics is what I'm drawn to and have been applying for various robotic companies on the West Coast. Unfortunately, Most of my applications or first interviews go unnoticed, or I'm told that I appear to be more of a manager. The position I'm currently in requires me to wear a lot of hats, so my resume reflects that, which is maybe a mistake. I have the most experience in design and analysis, personnel and group management, and project management. I am a humble engineer, but I know I am a good technical leader and multi-talented diverse engineer who can apply his skills to better another company. Do you have any advice on how to secure a position in a different field without dropping down the ladder significantly, aka lost potential? All right, Stephen, good question. And I'm sorry that you're having this challenge, but I certainly want to help you. I think one of the things right off the bat that I'll mention here is consider writing a resume separately for each company and make it super, super specific. And what you should do is really accentuate the experience that matters to each of these companies. And in terms of your managerial skills, I would downplay your managerial skills, or maybe a better way to say it is reword them as to how they'll benefit your ability to be successful for that company in the robotics industry. Now, just to be clear here, I'm not saying to be deceitful or inaccurate in any way, but your managerial skills may be valuable to these companies, but they may not think of them as managerial skills like you are. They might think of them as leadership skills or visionary abilities that they may actually be craving. So sometimes you need to think about their perception and how they're perceiving something and write it accordingly for them. At the end of the day, you might have to make a decision with regards to lost potential if you do want to take a salary cut because you want to get into the company and then show off all of your skill sets and ramp yourself back up the ladder if you produce for them. It's a little bit of a risk and I don't know how much risk you're willing or able to take, but that's one other approach if all else fails. So I hope that's helpful. Steven, I think the key for you is you got a lot of great skills and great talents that would benefit a lot of these robotic companies. You just need to convey that to them in a way that makes sense to them. And like I said, if you're reaching out to 10, 20 companies, if I'm you, I'm I'm writing 10 or 20 cover letters and resume sheets, even if it takes me an hour, three hours for each one, because it only takes one to work out to be career and life changing. I hope that was helpful for you, Steven. And I hope all of you found these helpful in some way, shape or form that you took away something from the episode. Before we wrap this one up, I do want to take one more minute to mention the Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop because I'm just a big believer in it. We've had a ton of success with it. And if you're an engineer out there who's hoping to aspire to be a manager or just start as a manager or you've been a manager and you want to sharpen your skills, please consider the Engineering Management Accelerator workshop. We have new professional and professional plus tracks, meaning that you don't just have to be a company to enroll a team anymore. You can now enroll as an individual. You're going to go through all the live skill sessions. You'll have access to me on these live calls. You'll get access to our forum where you can ask additional questions and you'll get a little assignment sheets with each one of the sessions that you'll have the chance to act on 
and then speak with our coaches at the end in a group call to further cement these skill sets. And if you end up going through the entire program and completing it, which takes a couple hours a week, we will send an email to your supervisor, letting him or her know that. And I can tell you the response that we get on some of those supervisor notes are really powerful. Go to engineer to manager. That's engineer manager.com. Right on the main page, there's a video about the program for professionals, and there's a link to a get reimbursed page where you can actually just use the text we've written for you to send a note to your supervisor with a flyer to help you to get reimbursed for the program 90% of our students have. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and our questions. Go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in our episode by clicking on content and engineering career coach podcast. This is episode 171. You'll also find links to any of the resources, websites, and the books that I mentioned during the episode. You can leave a question in the comments section. We do monitor all comments and we'll respond if you leave us one. And don't forget to check out our upcoming webinar again by going to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and just click the upcoming webinar button in the top corner. Until next time, I hope that we can continue to help you engineer your own success. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.